Welcome to the Posters in Every Direction podcast. We are your hosts. My name is Mike. And I'm Erica. And we are here today with episode two. You may ask yourself, how did I get here? We all know that Talking Head song, but uh, today's episode, we are going to take a deep dive into the history of Dave Matthews Band poster art. Um, This goes back to the inception of the band. We talked a little bit about this on our conversation previously about handbills um, as they were concert promotional tools that particularly were just the ones that, you know, you'd see on walking down the street, nailed to the poles and uh, outside of the windows of the venues and things of that nature. So, you know, from the early years of Dave Matthews Band, we see a lot of handbills starting around 1991, um, primarily promoting them at, you know, their favorite place to play, tracks. Charlottesville, Charlottesville Virginia. Virginia yeah, mm-hmm, different venues um, that they were kind of regulars at. And those were primarily, again, just maybe a picture of the band, details about when, where, how much, just to get people to go, oh, that's cool, right? We're talking the early 90s. There's no there's no internet. Yeah. Like, this is, <laughs> to me, I envision, like, the, uh, you know, one of the small clubs in New York or something like that, where they have it posted to the front where you yep. walk in that, like, hey, this Thursday night at 8 p.m., the Dave Matthews Band, they're going to play cover charge five dollars or whatever it might be i mean at that time yeah for them it was again charlottesville virginia tracks yep. nightclub yep. um but those handbills is sort of an advertisement vehicle right I mean, yes this is not really a souvenir at that point no nope, not at all so. just to get people in the door and we see a majority of those really just standard printing done through about the early 2000s um you know the band has successfully launched from Under the Table and Dreaming and really hit their stride with Before These Crowded Streets. Um, We see a lot of still handbills up until about 2004. Yeah, so from what I could tell in taking a little bit of a deeper dive with the research, and I should mention here at the outset that a really good spot to look at a lot of these images um, is a website called Expresso Beans. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-O, beans, like coffeebeans.com. It's a fan-run website, and um, it's free to take a look at and gather information. And they've got great images that they've captured and sort of Mm -hmm. curated, uh, along with a lot of great information on, like, sales of posters over the years. Um, And they are a fan-run organization, and they have an ability to donate there. So if you have the time, if you have the inclination, feel free to... To help them out, but yeah, taking a deeper dive through some of this this period that Eric is talking about, 1991 through 2004, we'll call it the Handbill era. I mm-hmm. think that's a good yeah. Um, there is a there is a blip here, a pivot in 2003, or it looks like from what I can tell, the band's first effort to pivot into uh, away from handbills or something different than handbills. Mm-hmm. I'm not fully sure what their intent was, but there was an artist. I believe his name was Steve Keen who did a run of a bunch of original pieces of art in 2003 for both Dave Matthews' Tim Reynolds shows, Mm -hmm. Dave and Tim, and the full band, Dave Matthews' band shows. Um, From what I could gather, those original pieces, what what would we call those art history major? Um, uh, One-offs or... um, 
One of a kind. One of a kind. Thank you. Sorry, I'm blanking. Uh, they were kind of one of a kind pieces done on plywood, I believe. And then a very f- select few may have had prints mm-hmm. uh, made out of them. More research probably needed there, right. but it looks like they were discovered in 2007 and maybe sold then. But th- it looks like this 2003 period is when they started to give some thought or mm-hmm. execute on this concept that let's transition from the photo of the band and the announcement right. into a piece of art created by an artist that then accompanies a nightly gig, mm-hmm. right? Or a nightly yep. show. And that's sort of a, I think, interesting year to just note and mark. Yep. The following year, 2004, is from what I can tell, the first image by an artist. The artist was called E-M-E-K. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's an artist that the band reuses uh, this image for multiple uh, nights, multiple venues. Yep. And then later, I know the warehouse republished it, the fan club republished it on uh, Rainbow Foil and mm-hmm. Regular. And I know that because we happen, <laughs> we happen to own one. We have it. Um, and it's it makes it a little bit more special, I think, knowing that that was like one of the first pieces of art that mm-hmm. a company... Yep. Uh, but again, until then, it's really just these handbills. Some of them are iconic. The one that I came across in scrolling that I recognized immediately is the 2000 giant stadium show right? where the band is kind of like arm in arm mm-hmm. and, you know, almost like they're taking a bow, but right. uh, facing, you know. Well, the, also the I think to note, if we look at the timeline of the band, right. For those of us who've been following them since the early nineties, um, it, it, it aligns with their success. Yes. So the bigger the band has gotten, um, I think the the more abilities for them to create and and to really drive what they want to have their imagery um, look like, right? So you know, we talk a lot in art about imagery, and you talk about in marketing. I'm not a marketing major at all, but you know, you talk about brand name recognition. And what's really interesting about concert posters and Dave Matthews Band posters specifically is while you have artists that have a, they, they have a specific style, you know, the yep. Dave Matthews band, you can look at their name and you know, oh, this is the Dave Matthews band, whether it's swirly, whether it's cursive, whether it's block lettering. Yeah. And so again, this is me just thinking out loud, but when I look at a, a brand, we think of that, oh, you know, you know what the whatever logo looks like, the craft box logo. Mm-hmm. Well, they're always going to look that way, but the band posters don't. That's interesting. And and I think of it because as we are looking at who's making the art, who's the band partnering with to create these, what we now are calling souvenirs and concert posters, we're moving from those handbills to a concert poster where you show up at the show and they've got them at the merch booth. Yeah. And for years and years and years, Mike and I went to concerts and we probably saw these posters in the early 2000s, yeah. probably right where it yeah. starts to pivot, 04, 05, 06. Mm-hmm. And we didn't think twice about it. Yeah, we weren't in this mode of like, oh, we want the poster. I don't think we were cognizant Mm-mm. that there was a poster to get what we, we do with it. Right. I mean, you know, do you, we didn't even 
think about hanging it in our home. Which is so funny because think of our college dorm rooms. That's right. I was just thinking that, right? Like the How? big poster of Dave had That's on the right. wall. That's right. I know. I had one of Jewel too. I, I have did. to shout out to Jewel. I do remember that one. Uh, I had uh, the iconic milk advertisements. My roommate loved those. That's right. right? So we've always, uh, at least for me and Mike and I, always had imagery of music on our walls um i mean gosh 19 in the in the like late 80s new kids on the block i had a door-sized poster yeah of the new kids on the block i think your sister probably did too but i think she did along with (laughs) every absolute vodka yeah they made that's the other image that pops to mind around that time when you said got milk right i thought thought absolute (laughs) vodka and it's uh... but imagery has been around us for such a long time and and for us we who we love the Dave Matthews Band. We yes. are big fans, and to not really notice them until really the the late two thousands. Mike, you want to share a little bit about yeah? So our again, first, um, and I fully have to credit Erica with the title of today's episode. Of um, <laughs> you may ask yourself, how did I get here? I was kind of noodling, and I was like, you know, where it all started, like just super linear and basic. And Erica said we should call it this, and I was like, that's brilliant, right? Like David Byrne talking heads, like how awesome is that? Mm-hmm. So, uh, in this sort of idea of you may ask yourself, how did I get here? Looking around our room that we're in right now, for us personally, how did it all start? Where where was our point of origin with poster collecting? And uh, again, this is reaching back, but I'm. certain this is accurate. Our first Dave Matthews poster Mm -hmm. or Dave Matthews band poster. I I shorthand it for listeners, but I don't mean any discredit to the band. Full band involved, the Dave Matthews band. Our first poster, I believe, was a 2009 poster um, created by uh, an artist called Methane Studios, who's one of the big ones that really launched into this Mm -hmm gig poster thing with the band. Um, And it was a series that they did of poker cards, right? Giant Mm -hmm. poker cards on your wall, which struck me as just like, that's really cool. I've had a deep love of, you know, playing Texas Hold'em poker for over 20 years now. And so that resonated with me at that time. Um, And I saw these, the King of Spades, the Queen of Spades, the Jack of Spades, the Ace of Spades, the Ten of Spades that, that had been, um, you know, able to be bought at the shows they were designed they were created for the shows and so i I tracked one of those down um my first one was the queen of spades Mm -hmm. and it's a july 18th 2009 show from east troy wisconsin um and the other noteworthy thing that i had about that to mention was just that that was also i believe my first real experience with ebay Mm -hmm. I, i don't think i had really transacted on ebay before then purchased anything from ebay i think this was my first ebay purchase so it it introduced me into the world of posters and then for better or worse the world of of ebay also it just kind of a for me it's like seeing things come together in real time um or i guess in retrospect really uh, this is a point in time where i became aware of Posters, poster collecting, something struck a chord in me that made me want to own that piece of art. And then my vehicle for uh, being able to obtain that piece of art was, you know, through the World Wide Web, Internet, specifically eBay. Later, I dive deeper into poster forums and make Internet friends and trade and all these things that you do. Um, But this is sort of just that that point of origin or that first couple steps that we take in 
you know, I was on like a personal quest. I wanted to have the royal flush. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll probably take deeper dive into each piece later in future episodes. Yeah. Stay tuned for more content. Shameless plug, not shameless <laughs> plug, but shameless plug. Um, but yeah, to date, I don't even, I don't have that completed. I have uh, the Jack, the Queen, mm-hmm. the King, the Ace, and the Joker of Spades. But yeah. I'm, I'm still missing the Ten of Spades. It's one of these holy grail pieces which is ironic because mike and i uh lived in pittsburgh for a good amount of time and that that poster is from burgettstown pennsylvania which is our that was like our hometown show yeah and we would have been at that show we would have except except we had our son that's right it was was like his first year of first year of life and we were like you know underwater as parents and thinking who are we to go to a concert? And we didn't go to that show. Yeah, we didn't. And I've said, if, if we had been at that show... We probably still wouldn't have bought the poster. No, I think I fully would have. I, I <laughs> really? Think, yeah, okay. I think I would have seen it in the booth. And like that would have been my moment yeah. of, oh my goodness, they make these things. Right. And I need to I need to have that because it's a 10 of spades. And yep. it's, it's Burgettstown. It's Pittsburgh. True. It's hometown. It's that kind of thing. And, yeah. Um, Maybe some, maybe someday. Maybe. Well, I'm saying maybe I wouldn't have done that, but in my mind, that's kind of how it played yeah. out if we had been there. But it was, it was, we were in a different season of life. That's right. We weren't in the concert going season of life. No. We were in the new child OMG, what do we do <laughs> season of life. I'm so tired season of life. <laughs> I'm just so tired. Uh, but a fun season. Yeah. It was fun. Absolutely. Well, and what's interesting, you know, we talk about. We started talking about Methane Studios. Yes. You know, starting really in that 08, 09 and moving forward. I mean, Methane Studios, I think, still to this day is the primary or premier poster design. You know, we're seeing a little bit less of them in this particular, you know, last few years. But Methane Studios is a great partner of the Dave Matthews Band. Um, They create very iconic imagery yes. that we we can talk about a little bit some of their series is that they started coming out with in addition to the yeah the, the card set yeah the card set wasn't the first series mm-hmm. and this gets into a whole sort of subtopic uh, as we continue and honestly listeners we're sort of exploring this space with you as we go um learning and deeper diving mm-hmm. some of the things we know some yep. of the things we learn a little bit more of so that's it makes it fun it's cool for us I've always known that there are these series out there, but looking at mm-hmm. sort of the, the sequence in which they were released, it looks like, again, that poker card series was pretty early on yeah. for Methane. But before that, predating right. that, there was, it's it's called, I think, the Instrument Series or the Flower Series. Yep. Yeah, that was in 08. Yeah, so they made... Um, a flower Design Series of each member's instrument. Right, so you've got a, a bass for Stefan, mm-hmm. you've got a drum kit for Carter, Yeah. there was a violin for Boyd, a guitar yep. for Dave. Yep. Uh, so on, so sax for Roy. Yeah. What's interesting, actually, um, if you guys follow don'tburnthepig.org, they did a little article and they were talking about really after Roy's passing, there was this surge for desire for that, partic- that particular poster, the saxophone. the saxophone poster. That makes sense. And I think to this day, it's still one of the harder ones to get. Um, Although those are all hard. There's, yes. I know one from Austin, Texas, yep. I think, where they did the Fire Dancer logo, the yep. band's logo, out of the flowers. So yeah. like that's the other thing about to note in that image is that they are shapes of the band's instruments, yep. but they're created out of flowers. Um, and it's just a, it's a neat imagery. It's really cool. Uh, and I know there's a lot of folks out there that really try to get I don't have any of those. 
Um, I've never really actively tried to pursue them. They're all super expensive. We have now. a little and card set that I think has them in there. The playing cards. We do, and Erica's. <laughs> That's about as close as maybe we're gonna get. Spoiler alert: Erica's going into another episode later is maybe like ancillary images because they make decks of cards, and then there's now baseball cards with some of the smaller posters on that I think mm. are popping up. Um, seeing that happen this year, so more on that to come in a future episode. But yeah, um, yeah another one that I saw, um, and again that. That 03 year being sort of a transition, and then we see an 04 first image. 2005 is really the first year that I see the breakout of the different uh, images by different artists or studios Mm -hmm. tied to a specific venue and a specific show that is now a piece of merchandise for the fan base to acquire. So I know that's a mouthful, but in my (laughs) mind, that is this is a pivot from handbill to gig poster that is a souvenir that you buy at the merchandise tent or as we call it the merch tent to be as the cool kids say um 2005 being that year and then the three studios that uh, it seemed were the biggest that year methane studios out of atlanta Mm -hmm. one called decoder ring that i need to Mm -hmm. learn more about do more research and one called lure design again i need to do some more research but those three studios seem to pop up throughout 2005 with gig posters tied to specific venues. One of those series that um, Methane starts, and I don't know what year, I didn't have that in my notes, I can figure that out later, but uh, there was also the Kool-Aid Man series. I think that was like 06 or 07, maybe. Yeah. Might have been 06. Anyway, uh, if y'all remember Kool-Aid, I remember Kool-Aid. I was a Kool-Aid kid. My, my folks had Kool-Aid and Country Time Lemonade in the summer, which was... And so that's, to me... It speaks like your summer beverage that your kid <laughs> running into the kitchen and you're drinking Kool-Aid. Right. And the guys at Methane Studios obviously had a similar childhood. Right, yeah. Right, they have, somebody has a love of the Kool-Aid man. They make the Kool-Aid man picture imagery. And then for different shows at yep. different venues, they change the color of the Kool-Aid man to reflect... Well, this is lime Kool-Aid. This is cherry Kool-Aid. This is grape Kool-Aid. Yep. So if you're a huge Kool-Aid fan and a Dave Matthews fan <laughs> and a Methane Studios fan, there is a poster series out there for oh, you. Oh, yeah. This was, and and just to, to follow up, this was in 2006. That was when the series was. 2006. That summer tour of 2006. And, you know, the the collectability, you know, we, we grew up as kids in the, like, late 80s, early 90s, and we were brainwashed by marketing <laughs> to gotta catch them all right the pokemon the the, the magic cards yeah. the garbage pail kids i mean well, think about all that before that for me you know growing up as a Baseball kid of the cards. 80s well it was, it was action figures too it was right. my parents will still tell stories of like the he-man figure eight them. eight back or whatnot gotta get all the he-man figures and Right. G.I. Joe, and it was, you know, the yeah, collect them So I'd be all. curious to see if you are a fellow poster collector uh, that has a, a similar age background to us, if you feel the same way that we feel. Yeah. Like when you see something and you're like, man, that's really awesome. And it reminds you of something of your childhood. And I think the big piece of that Kool-Aid poster series is uh, nostalgia. 100%. Right? And you think, I look at some of the images that we see and, and a lot of them feel almost nostalgic to me in a sense. Those are the ones that I feel most tied to Yeah. or they're, they're whimsical or, and we can talk, we'll talk a lot about our favorite artists and our favorite poster down the road, but 
you know, I think that, again, looking from the art side, when you see something with your eyeballs and you go, oh, that hits me somewhere, why, why are we tied to a specific artist? Why are we tied to a specific style? And, and I feel like that comes from our background and, and what's inside of us, our soul, and what, what makes us feel something. Yeah, this is going to be a really interesting conversation as we go further with future episodes and we hone in on a specific artist like, you know, Ben Kwok at, at BioWorks, mm-hmm. BioWorks with a Z. Check him mm-hmm. out. He's awesome. And why we like his pieces or, uh, you know, James Flames, why we like his happy-go-lucky pieces. And then contrast that against like a Daniel Danger apocalyptic have... <laughs> end of the world and then why do we like why do, we why like do i like that like what does that <laughs> yeah. say about me yeah it'll be interesting i think that'll be really fun and uh if you like what you're hearing again please give us a like give us a, a subscribe share our content comment uh i think it'll help us direct where we where we go in future episodes and things like absolutely. that absolutely and and the other piece of this is you know we've kind of rolled all the way up to like oh nine 10 and now you know mike and i are getting into poster collecting as we attend shows you know for, that's a for, huge point my brain was going to the same place it's amazing <laughs> that you're go ahead keep going well you know i'm thinking now it's not just getting the poster and having that memory to hang on your wall now we're in this camaraderie community sub community of the dave matthews band fan groups <laughs> i was texting with one of our poster friends chris yesterday mm-hmm. we we're posting with some of our dmb fam shout out to our fam in st louis and florida and our you know mexico friends uh but chris who you know we met last year mm-hmm. um at, at dave and tim mexico while and then, waiting for posters while waiting for posters um and uh became good friends and talking about just ideas for the podcast and it was just interesting to hear yeah well you know you spend a lot of time waiting in line specifically for our experience in mexico but you know now people want to go to the shows early to get to those merch booths because these are limited right we've talked about that in our previous episodes and we you don't know how limited they are and you don't know if you walk up and the person in front of you gets the last poster or the person in front of you gets a foil and there's no more foils and you're like, how did you get so lucky to be that person? And it's not me. And, and so, you know, experientially now we're talking a little bit about what it feels like to be a poster collector um, because you don't know who is the artist. Now we have internet and the, the world wide web and the Instagrams and the face bookings and the things of that nature but so people will now post what tonight's mm-hmm. poster is going to be so we now know ahead of time but you know back in the like mid to late 2000s it was a total mystery and it was exciting right to be able to be like what is it going to be who's going to be the artist tonight yeah i remember that walking in and seeing merch tents yep. in the poster and that's yeah. the first time we saw what the poster was going to look like i specifically have recollection of that in Raleigh yes. where you know shows at Walnut Creek where mm-hmm. we walked in and we have some of those on our wall with yep. you know oak tree kind of theme because Raleigh's the city of oaks yeah. not knowing what it was going to look like until we got there right now it is it's it's usually pretty close to showtime that mm-hmm. they announce it but right. you know in the late afternoon of the day of a show yeah an image will pop up on your phone in something you inevitably follow right. and so it's I don't know if I'd call it spoiled yeah, are you? Is it a preview. spoiler alert? It's, it's a, a preview. preview. But also, I kind of you know like the idea, right, of going because 
again, we don't collect for us personally. We don't yes. collect every poster, right? And we don't necessarily even collect every poster at the shows we go to. We have friends who are like, I get the show, I go to the show, I get the poster from the show, regardless of whether I like it or not. That's like my souvenir is the poster. Right. For Mike and I, we've kind of made a conscious and logistical <laughs> decision. Wall um, space. Wall is space a is, a, is a you know we're at a we're at a, a maximum of wall space that we can put in our home because we like we talked about last time we like to hang them we like to see them we like to display them and um and so you know having a little bit of a preview i think is somewhat helpful for at least for me to go oh i don't have to wait in that merch line or i can go a little bit later and and get the t-shirt or the hat or whatever it is i don't have to have this like stress of being like i gotta get there to get to the poster because i don't know what it's gonna be um but i think there, there is also, you know, the aspect of there are people who will go and will go get that poster and turn right back around and resell it. And, you know, there's a little bit of me that's like, I don't like that. But also I get it. You know, there's a lot of people who go and buy posters to fund their, their tour, that's right. right? To be able to go on tour. So they go get the to the poster and they resell it so they can get more tickets to go to see the shows because they're fans. Yeah. And, the, you know. I try not to judge that. Everybody has their yeah. own their own needs, their own experience and whatnot. It can impact it for the rest of us to a degree. But look, if somebody is out there and they are hustling and they're funding their shows, summer tour, right. travels, lodging and tickets through buying and reselling posters, you know, Good, good for them for doing that. It right. does, it does put a damper on it for some of the rest of us. But I think the community is really cool, yeah, and, and has made it pretty easy to still get. If you're at a venue and right. you miss out on that poster that you want, yeah. it, it sucks. But there are other ways, right? Patience is a virtue. My parents have told me that always. I carry it with me to this day. Mm -hmm. Be patient with these things and join the the groups. You know the the poster collecting groups on right. Facebook and whatnot. And between that or between eBay or some of the like ex Espresso beans has yeah. forums and trading and things like that. Mm -hmm. There are ways to get what you're, what yeah, you're looking, looking for. for. And it's, it's like anything else. It's in the eye of the beholder. What does it mean to you? How yeah. important it is to you? And if it really is, you'll find a way to get it probably within your price point. Yeah. Like what? You, I think about your experience getting one of your sought after Miles Sangs. Yeah, that's probably a great and story. And that'll be a good story. Let's just tease that right now. There's a really <laughs> good story about a, there's an artist, Miles Sang, who is one of my absolute favorites. Mm -hmm. uh, I have every poster he's done for the Dave Matthews, the Dave Matthews Band, Band and, and, and the Tim. one that he did for Dave and Tim. Um, there was one that I was missing and it was a long time and there's a, there's a story behind Behind getting it, that's pretty cool. Maybe we'll we'll do that on a future episode. Yeah, I think I think uh, the the excitement of the hunt and the find is also something we can talk about. You know, yep. right? Not necessarily just finding it at the show, because yes. that's sort of just a given. But this now I've seen it. It's at maybe another show. I'm not at that show, but now I want it. Yeah, and so. How do you have patience not to just immediately be like, yes, I'm going to pay the maximum amount on eBay because I, I got to have it now. But also maybe some of the other ways to procure posters. And we can talk a little bit about that, um, I think, down the road. But uh, I think it's been really, really cool for, for us, you know, to learn a little bit about the 
topic that we're we're so passionate about. Um, I, I think if you're a personal friend of ours and you've been in our home, you know that our house is full of our art, which is primarily the Dave Matthews Band posters. Um, I remember actually one of our older ones that we originally got was at a Lumineers concert. Yeah. And this was, this is an interesting one because that is a glycy print. Mm -hmm. So this is a little different way of printing and we'll talk about that. Actually, I think that's a good episode for, uh, for our friend Chris to join us on. That'd be great. Um, but you know, this one was a really big glycy print and I remember it because you can actually see the layers as you're looking at it. Um, but you know, our house is full of our, of our posters and we consider them our art. You know, some people go to art studios and galleries and they buy art. Um, our art happens to be art plus memories. Yeah. And, That's the way to put it. And, oh. I, and I, I really enjoy having conversations with our friends and our, our loved ones who come into our home and we can talk a lot about it. So um, we really hope that you guys have enjoyed listening to the history and a little bit of the background of the poster gig art, uh, primarily for the Dave Matthews Band. And if you have uh, ideas or topics you'd like, find us on Instagram. We have our own Instagram page now, which is posters in every direction. Um, you can just find us there and give us a follow. We'll share episodes, topics, maybe some background commentary. Maybe one day you'll see our faces on there. <laughs> but uh, this has been a good conversation, Mike. Yeah, it's been fun. All right, guys. Thanks, thanks so everyone. much. Bye.